Hi everyone, this is Minister Cassandra. I would like to welcome you to your Build for This podcast, which is a weekly podcast dedicated to build your faith, your hope, and your joy through the Word of God. So, this week, if this is your first time listening, I welcome you. So get your pen, get your paper, get your Bible, and let's get started. This week, as we go into the third week, some of us the fourth week, some of us the fifth week of being quarantined, I am here to encourage you that through this time and through this season, God is in control. He is for you. He is with you. Be encouraged. You know, a lot of things are going on around us, but we have to hold on to the fact that we know that we serve a God that is sovereign and faithful and true. So I thank God also that I have a community. I have a church family where we're able to communicate through um, Zoom. And I thank God for a covering, for my pastor's covering. I thank God that I have people with the same faith that we can share the goodness of God. Um, So if you're out there, you know, I pray that you have some type of connection to your home church or to the word or to your pastor where you can get, you know, the word of God still, you know, because you don't want to be home in this season without God's word. So I encourage you to get in the Bible when you feel discouraged, when you feel like you're fearful, when you feel like you're anxious about what's going on around us, get into the word of God. So let's begin. I'm going to be reading from the book of Matthew chapter 8 from verse 23 to verse 27. And it reads thus, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? This is God's word. It is already blessed. I was just thinking, you know, this thing that's going on with the coronavirus could bring a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety and especially to you out there that don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is the time that you need Jesus and to know him, to have a relationship with God, knowing that he's the only one that could keep us through this time. So Jesus was in the book of Matthew. We see in this chapter that before that, that Jesus had just went to Peter's house, which was one of his disciples. And he saw his mother-in-law that was sick. And he said, you know what? This lady's laying down with fever, but I am the healer. 
and he touched her and she was instantly healed because that's the God that we serve. He's a healer. He's a way maker. And after that, they said that the Bible says that Jesus saw the great multitude and he said, you know what, let's get on this boat and go on the other side. So the disciples was like, you know what, I'm just going to follow you all the way. And Jesus was like, you know what, the foxes have holes and the birds have nests, but the son of man had nowhere to lay his head. So Jesus was such a humble man that he never tried to get the glory. He knew that he was on this earth to do his father's business. He knew that he had an assignment and he stayed focused all times. So he went further on to say, let's get in this ship. Let's follow Jesus. So all the disciples got in and they were ready to go. But somehow in the midst of it all, there was a storm. And it's funny that we could be going through our day-to-day life, you know, and we never expected this storm to happen, just like they were in the ship, not knowing that this would take place, not knowing that a storm was coming. So I'm here to encourage you today that although we did not expect or no one forecasted it or no one could have told us that 2020 would bring this COVID-19 virus, no one knew, no one first see this happening. But God knew. God knew that we would be facing this. God knew that we would be going through this. But be encouraged that Jesus is in the ship. He's in this situation. He's in this time that we're facing of uncertainty. And I know that it could bring fear. So, you know, God says in his word in John chapter 14 verse 27 peace I live we I leave with you my peace I give unto you not as the world give it give I unto you let not your heart be troubled neither let it be afraid don't be troubled don't let your heart start to palpitate and you get anxious and you're looking at the news and you're like oh my god what's gonna happen you're hearing that you know people all around us is being affected with this you might not have it but you might know somebody who knows somebody who has this so it will bring fear but fear comes to torment the spirit of fear is not of god he has given us a spirit of joy of love he says you know in first peter 5 verse 7 casting all your cares upon him for he cared for you he cares for you psalms 56 verse 3 says what time i am afraid i will trust in thee this time when you are feeling that you are afraid and that is a natural feeling when you're feeling like you are scared and you are fearful you're fearful to go to the grocery store you're fearful to go to work especially those who are working on the front line be encouraged trust in the lord the bible says in isaiah 41 verse 10 fear thou not for i am with thee Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. The Lord is your strength. The Lord will uphold you. The Lord will deliver you. The Lord will be your shield and your buckler. You know, today, don't be fearful during the storm. Don't be fearful 
Don't be buffeted. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Storms are not designed to put you out. Storms that God gives us is designed to test and build our faith. So in this season, just know that the power of God is able to withstand us and preserve us in this season. You know, a lot of people is going to tell you many different things. But the one thing I know for sure, that God is in control. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's from everlasting to everlasting. He is faithful. He is true. He is loving. He is righteous. He is holy. And he always comes on time. So today, as you're going through and you're hearing all these things that comes to put the spirit of fear upon you, you speak to the devil and you say, God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. You tell the enemy that he is a liar and a defeated foe. You go around your house, you sing praises unto God. You magnify his name. You exalt him in the good times and in bad times. He is faithful. He is God all by himself. He needs no man's approval. So in this time, it's a time to give God thanks. You know, we take for granted the little things. And I think sometimes, you know, situations happen where we have no other choice but to turn and run to God. So this storm came on us without warning just like it came on these disciples with Jesus without warning you know the commentary says that the sea of Galilee is about 13 miles long and 8 miles wide and it's located about 700 feet below sea level making it one in the lowest point of the earth there was only mountains that surrounded them at that time you know, so there was no way that they could see the storm coming. And the fish, the, the, the boat was small, you know, and it wasn't like it was built for those type of weathers. You know, they were supposed to just go on the other side and they thought everything would be running smoothly. And they felt as though we're not equipped. We're not prepared. We don't have the resources to withstand the storm. And Jesus is downstairs sleeping. I don't get it. Don't you see that we are about to perish? And I know some people are saying right now, God, where is God? Where is God in the midst of this? When we're here and so many people are dying from this, where is God? But God is right here. He is sovereign. He is never failing. He is never leaving. Hallelujah. I give God thanks because he is an on-time God. What the thing is, we have to reach to the point where we know that we cannot do absolutely nothing without God. You know, I think as humans, we're so used to controlling situations, you know, planning, making plan A, B, C, D, E, you know, building up the 401k, you know, going to the right schools, trying to get this, trying to get that, trying to get this, trying to get that. And our souls are withering. Our souls are longing for that relationship with God. So it comes to a point where we have to face that 
no matter what we have, no matter what we have attained, no matter what goals we have, no matter our ambitions or what we would like to do in life, if Jesus is not in it, it doesn't make any sense. So be encouraged today and know that you can rest assured knowing that Jesus is your shield and your protector and he is right there hallelujah on that ship in that situation he said you of little faith he told his disciples i am right here in the ship whether i'm sleeping whether i'm up whether you're i'm in front of you or behind you i am sovereign i am alpha and omega i am all powerful he says well, i'm in the ship you don't have to worry. There is a joy in knowing that in the time of our weakness, in the time where we are fearful, in the time where we feel lost and hopeless, that we have a God that is ready to save us. That when we cry and we call upon his name, he is able to heal us. He is able to give us peace. Because a lot of people think that peace is what you have or who you know but I have peace in knowing Jesus the true meaning of shalom the Hebrew word is shalom you know spelled s-h-a-l-o-m peace it's taken from the root word shalom which means to be safe in mind body or estate it speaks about being complete being complete in God, fullness, a type of wholeness, you know, that nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lacking. So no matter what is going on around you, if you have that shalom, if you have that peace, you can ride out the storm. So today I pray that God will give you that peace that passes all, all understanding that in this time and in this season that you will be saturated and permeated in the love of Jesus with his peace, his banner of love over you, knowing that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in you. Fear is a spirit and we reject it. We reject it because the Bible says in 1 John 4, 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love Cast it out all fear because the fear hath torment. He that feared is not made perfect in love. And today we know that you are our peace. You are our rest. We thank you, Father, that you are going to fight for your people. You're going to hold us. Hallelujah. You're going to bless us and keep us and sustain us. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. You said in your word, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So let fear be far from your people, God. I pray that you embrace them with your love, embrace them with your peace, embrace them with your joy. Oh God, we give you thanks today. We give you praise. Oh God, let them feel your presence in on their jobs, on their way to work. Oh God, in their homes. Oh God, let them feel your shalom. Let them feel your Shekinah glory. Fill the house, Lord, with your presence and they won't fail to give you the praise. And I pray, God, that you will give them your peace and your joy in Jesus' name.
Be blessed. Be encouraged. Continue to pray. Be in his presence. Continue to seek his face. Continue to read the word. That is where you get your nourishment, your strength. And once again, I thank you. Thank you for tuning in to your Built for This podcast. Be blessed and go and conquer in Jesus' name. Hi, welcome to your Built for This podcast, a podcast dedicated to encourage and strengthen your hope and your joy and your peace in God. As we were in the book of Psalms 91, we went through verse 1 and 2 already. We're going to go through verse 3 today. But let us start from the beginning. Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Verse 3. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. We're going to stop right there for today. The word of the Lord is sure. The word of the Lord is our shield. It's our refuge. But Psalms 91, he says, He that dwelleth in the secret place. There is a secret place that we can dwell in God. There is a place that we can dwell where we can build our faith, build our joy, build our peace. That secret place where nothing matters but his presence. In a time like today, we're seeing that people are passing, people are distressed, people are discouraged, people are overwhelmed with what is going on with this coronavirus. People are being affected, people are being infected. People are living in fear. People are living in anxiety, not knowing if they're going to see their loved ones, if they're going to be impacted, if they're going to lose their job. But the Bible says that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He is our refuge. He is our fortress. I already went through what is a refuge and a fortress. But today I want you to be reminded that the Most High, Elion, the Almighty, Shaddai, the Lord Yahweh, He is known as Yahweh. He is known as Elohim. He is your refuge and your fortress. Today, we are seeking him for protection. We are seeking him for comfort. We are seeking him for guidance because in this season, only Christ alone can get us through the storm. You know, as humans, we are very weak. We are very, you know, foolish at times. We are very 
fickle at times. Our emotion goes up and down, but God is consistent in his word. He is consistent in his power. He is consistent in his might. You know, the devil and his agents are often referred to as the, the works of the fowler. The Bible says in verse 3, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. The fowler is the work of the enemy. The fowler is often that thing that comes to entice you and to come to entrap you. It's that thing that comes to separate you from the presence of God. But today, the Bible says that also from the noisome pestilence, which means God also protects his people in times of plagues and diseases. Right now we're going through a season where this coronavirus is like a plague upon the earth. But he that believes in God, he that trusted in the Lord, I believe that there is a banner of love that is over us. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the blood of Jesus that he is able to keep us during this season. So today be encouraged that the snares, every snare, every pestilence, everything that comes to bring infectious disease, anything that causes suffering from the enemy's plots, from the enemy's hand, believe that and trust that God is able to deliver us from danger. He is able to keep us in the time of storm. He is able to keep us from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. The Bible says in verse 4, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Praise the name of Jesus. Because you know that he is God, you can trust that he will carry you through in this season. He is your shield. He is your buckler. A shield and a buckler is considered a double armor for those who rely on God. He bears us as a shield and he wears us surrounding the coat of mail. He's our buckler. Praise the name of Jesus. A buckler, the Hebrew word signifies that it is wrapped around a person for his or her protection, which means a buckler is like an armor. So God is our armor. He is our shield as you are going out, whether you're going to work, whether you're inside your house. Just know that you do not have to fear. God protects his children. God protects his people. He will keep you in this season. He will keep you in this time. Father, I pray today for those who are being quarantined or getting news that their loved ones are either sick or on their deathbed. We bind the spirit of death off their lives. We plead the blood of Jesus. Father, I pray, O God, that they will find you. 
because you said he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i thank you for your word today that says surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence deliver your people from every pestilence every evil activity every evil force everything that is surrounding them that is discouraging them that is making them feel hopeless i pray today that they will find strength in your word and knowing that you are able to keep them in this season oh god i pray for their family i pray that wherever they are right now that they will be overtaken with your love and your grace oh god i pray oh god to strengthen their inner man strengthen their hearts strengthen their minds oh god protect them oh god for those who do not know you as their lord and savior i pray that today will be a day that they will surrender and accept you into their hearts i pray that you cover every one of us under your blood be thou exalted in this time we will not fail to give you the praise and the glory that is due unto your name bless your people in jesus name i thank you for tuning in today to your build for this go and know that you are victorious through the blood of jesus Hi everyone, once again this is Minister Cassandra and I would like to welcome you to your Build for This podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to build your faith, your hope, and your joy through the Word of God and to encourage you and empower you through the power of the Holy Spirit that is in God's Holy Word. So today I just would like to say that I'm glad that you are alive and you are well and that you're listening to this podcast So let us begin. This is part two of the series I'm doing on Matthew chapter 8 from verse 23 to 27. But it speaks about the storm that the disciples went through. Then Jesus was at the bottom of the ship. So today's topic is do not misplace your faith in the time of storm. Don't misplace your faith in the time of storm. So as we all know, this is like week five, week six, for some week four, for some week three, for some, and some it might be the first week that you're actually going through being at home um, and dealing with this pandemic. But I'm here to encourage you today that You do not want in this season to misplace your faith in God, knowing that he's the author and the finisher of your faith. So let's read once again, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27. And I'm reading from the King James Version. And it reads thus, And when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, in so much that the ship was covered with waves but he was asleep and his disciples came to him and awoke him saying lord 
save us, we perish. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? Wow, what a word. You know, this is amazing how Jesus could be with you. And the disciples was with Jesus the whole time. So they witnessed his miracles. They knew what he was capable of doing. But at the moment when the storm came from nowhere, like we're going through now, fear entered into them. And you cannot misplace your faith at this time. You have to believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you could ask or think. You have to know that Jesus can calm every storm. He can speak to every situation that is going in your life, everything that you're going through right now, everything that you're facing right now, you can give it to God because he is able to calm your storm. You know, the disciples was worried. They were nervous. They were anxious, which is everything that is normal for you to feel in a time of despair. And in this moment, they wasn't. They was facing disparity. They didn't know, are we gonna make it over? You know what's going on? Why is this happening to us right now? The very fact that Jesus was on the ship, they're wondering, why are we even going through this if Jesus is on the ship? And sometimes we go through life thinking, you know, if I am a Christian, I shouldn't have to go through this. But suffering and going through storms, it's all a part of life. Every one of us will face a storm at some point of our lives. But this storm right here that we're facing right now, it's impacting the rich, the poor, the young, the old. You know, um, no one is exempted, no matter your status, your wealth, you know, your demographics, where you're located, where you live. No one is exempted from this virus that is going on. So that is why we need to be covered under the blood of Jesus. This is the time that all of us should be on our knees, crying out to God and asking him, you know, ask God, you know, God, I need you in this storm. I hi welcome everyone to you're built for this podcast a podcast dedicated to build your faith your hope your joy through the word of god and i'm here to encourage you and empower you through the word of god today i thank you for tuning in Today is Good Friday, and it's a time of celebration. It's a time to rejoice. So let us begin. Today, I'm going to focus on two passages of scripture from the book of St. John, chapter 19. 
And the first scripture is St. John chapter 19, verse 11. And it said, Jesus answered, Thou couldst have no power at all against me, except it were given thee from above. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And the other verse that I'd like to read today for everyone is the book of St. John, chapter 19, verse 30. And it says, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I'm here to declare today that it is finished. The battle is already won. Jesus was crucified over 2000 years ago so that we could be winners, not losers, not defeated, but we can be winners and be victorious. So in chapter 19, it talks about Jesus being crucified. It talks about Pilate hoped to satisfy the mob by having Jesus whipped and mocked and Jesus was humiliated. He was down to nothing. They mocked him. They jeered him. You know, they scourged him. They, the pilot gave the order for Jesus to be scourged according to the Roman practices. They whipped him with many leather strands. You know, they was, and, and on the strands, it had sharp pieces of bones and metals at the end. You know, they, 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 his flesh was open. It reduced the back, like the raw of his flesh where they beat him so hard you could even see the opening of his flesh you know you could see the bones in his body and his flesh you know this is unusual death and this was an excruciating way to die you know but Jesus bore all of that for us. And it's funny how, you know, when they thought that, okay, we're going to take Jesus and we're going to kill him and shame him and destroy him to destroy what he came here on earth to do. Jesus came on an assignment and he fulfilled his assignment by going all the way to Calvary. He died on that cross That Good Friday, he died on the cross for my sins, for your sins. He took that agony. He took the pain. You know, Isaiah 53 from verse 1 to 3 says, Who hath believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground he had no form nor comeliness and when we shall see him there is no beauty that we should desire him he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows Yet we deem, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But 
verse 5 says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. And I am here to encourage you today that you are healed by the blood of the Lamb. You are healed because Jesus did the sacrificial death. He was the lamb that was slain. He was the one that came on earth. He was perfect in all his ways, but he came on earth and he died a shameful death, a painful death, an agonizing death. He died on that cross. His physical man died, but his spirit was alive and well. And the Bible says on the third day, he rose again. So we don't have to worry. We don't have to fret. Jesus Christ is Lord. And in this season where you are at home, I want to encourage you to read the word, read the word and be encouraged with the word. The Bible also says that, you know, in verse 7, in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Could you imagine Jesus, the king of the world, the king of the world, the life giver, the creator of heaven and earth? He had every right to declare who he was, but the Bible says he humbled himself and he did not even say a word. He, he, the Bible says, go on to says, he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her sharer is dumb. So he opened it, not his mouth. Jesus didn't say a word. So there was like, you know, they were mocking him. They were jeering him. But in St. John chapter 19, verse 11, Jesus finally answered because what happened was prior to that, Pilate was talking to Jesus and saying, let's begin at verse five. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown and the thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said unto them, behold the man. Could you imagine? He is the king of kings and they're calling Jesus the man. Behold the man. Now I'm in John chapter 19 verse 6. When the chief priests therefore and officers saw him, they cried out saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, we have a law and by our law he ought to die because he made himself the son of god when pilate therefore heard that saying he was the more afraid and went again into the judgment hall and said unto jesus this is pilate going back to jesus and saying whence art thou but jesus gave him no answer Jesus still not saying a word. He's still not defending himself. Sometimes you just need to keep quiet and let God fight your battles. God told Jehoshaphat, this battle is not yours. It is the Lord. Sometimes in the stillness, in the quietness, God is fighting your battles for you. Then said Pilate unto, unto him, speakest thou not unto me? Knowest that not that I have the power to crucify thee and have the power to release thee. You see, when you start, you know, Jesus was cool when they were talking, when they were jeering him, when they was mocking him. But when 
Pilate start to talk about power, knowing that God had given him that authority and that power on earth. That is when Jesus spoke up in verse 11. And Jesus says, no, you don't have the power. Excuse me, let let us get this straight, that you have no power at all against me. I am here to do my assignment that my Father in heaven gave to me to do, to be fulfilled. That once I do this, once I go on that cross, hallelujah, people will be free free from the bondage of sin, free from addiction, free from perversion, free from pornography, free from alcoholism, free from low self-esteem, free from fornication, free from lying, free from stealing. So no, Pilate, it's not about you. No, it's not about the Jews. He knew, Jesus Christ knew that I am here for a purpose and I am here for an assignment. And I know that once I go on that cross, it is finished. And I thank God that Jesus went all the way to Calvary and died for my sins and for your sins. But verse 11 says, although after, you know, they mocked him, they jeered him, they put that thorn around his head, you know, they pierced him in his side. You know, Jesus says, after all of that, after they gave him, you know, the vinegar, he says, it is finished. That was the last thing he said before he gave up the ghost, that it is finished. Today, I am here to declare to you that it is finished. That warfare that you're going through, the spirit of anxiety, the spirit of fear, what has you bound, you thinking that you're not going to make it, you shall not die. I declare to you today that you shall not die, but you shall live to declare the works of the Lord. I speak life into your atmosphere, into your home, into your mind. It is finished. The lies that the devil been telling you, it is finished. The fear, the doubt, the anxiety, the sickness, you know, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and a sound mind. We are healed with the blood of the lamb. Praise the name of Jesus. He is a good, good father and we are loved by him. Romans chapter 8 verse 37 says, Nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that love us. So it is finished. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 say, But Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the victory. It is finished. And Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Praise the name of Jesus. It is finished. It was done at Calvary. It was done on the cross and he did it for you and he did it for me. So as we celebrate, because you know what? If there was no cross, there wouldn't be no 
Christians. If it was, if there was no cross, there would be no salvation. If there was no cross, there would be no redemption. If there was no cross, there would be no salvation. If there was no cross, we wouldn't have healing. If there was no cross, we wouldn't have an opportunity to have eternal life. So today, give God thanks because what he did for us on that cross, the death of Jesus Christ on that cross, giving us now the opportunity to have eternal salvation and eternal life. So wherever you are today, be encouraged. You know, he went through a horrible and brutal death. You know, the movie, The Passion of the Christ, Passion for Jesus, it shows the agony and the pain that our father went through and endured. Why? Because he loved us. You know, for God so loved the world, the Bible says that he gave his only begotten son. God went and sent his only begotten son to die on us, on that cross so that our sins could be forgiven. So today it is finished. The depression, it is finished. The worry is Speak to it and say, it is finished. The battle that you're facing in your mind, the warfare that you're going through, the fear, the doubt, it is finished. If you're in the hospital and the enemy speaking lies to you, it is finished. If you're having issues breathing right now, I declare healing over your life. It is finished. On this day, we just want to give God thanks. We want to give God praise. We thank God for what he did at Calvary, that he took that cup, that bitter cup, and he went all the way to Calvary for my sins and for your sins. The atonement required a perfect and spotless sacrifice, and Jesus Christ was the ultimate sacrifice that could have nailed himself on that tree. I thank God today. The Bible says that he made himself of no reputation. He wasn't trying to get enough likes. He wasn't trying to get man's approval, but he knew that he came on this earth on a mission. He came to die so that we may be free. So today, you know, you are delivered. You are free through the blood of Jesus Christ. And know it is finished. So I speak life. I speak prosperity. I speak wholeness. I speak soundness in your mind. And I thank God that it is finished. You have nothing to worry. You have nothing to be afraid of. You can go on living your life knowing that you can trust and believe in God's word that it is finished. Be encouraged today. Father, I give you thanks. I give you praise. I thank you. You said in your word, oh God, that it is finished. I thank you for your sending your only begotten son to die for my sins, for our sins over 2,000 years ago. Oh God, we give you thanks. We give you glory. I pray for those who are listening to this podcast. I pray that their hearts will be strengthened, that their hearts will be encouraged. I pray that you give them grace and mercy where it's needed. Oh God, and if they don't know you, oh God, as their Lord and Savior, that in this season, oh God, that they will reach out to you, oh God, and accept you in their hearts. 
hands. Oh God, be glorified, be magnified. Oh God, even as they go through this time, oh God, of being quarantined, I pray, oh God, that they will seek your face and that they will find themselves in your presence. Oh God, we welcome you. We welcome you, Jesus, in their hearts, in their minds. Be glorified and let them know that it is finished. We give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Be blessed. I thank you once again for tuning in. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and your family. And if you haven't subscribed, please, I welcome you to subscribe to this podcast. You're built for this. You are built for this. You are built for this season. You are built to last. You are built to overcome. Be blessed in Jesus' name.